The financial markets are made up of bulls and bears. But when you listen to most trading gurus, it seems to be all bull. Who to trust? The one who puts a fire under your butt with candlestick flames? Or the one who says you should trade Fibonacci, but you still find yourself losing money 61.8% of the time? It's time to go straight to the source and get the truth about what's working in the markets today with your host, the founder of Top Dog Trading, Barry Burns. Today, I have a very special guest. I'm very excited to share with you an interview with David Wygant. He's a new friend of mine. We just got to know each other a few weeks ago. Happens to be a, a local Angelino, Los Angelino. I'm not sure if that's actually a correct term or not, but uh, I just made it up, so I guess it is now. I'll handwrite it in my dictionary, and that way I can tell people it is in the dictionary. Uh, unfortunately, he's moving from Los Angeles just as I'm getting to know him, so I'm kind of uh, grieving that because I've really started to um, like this guy. This gentleman is very, very real, which is one of the things I love about him. So there, you're not going to get any fluff from him. You're going to get uh, total honesty and transparency, and I really appreciate that in people. He is, by trade, a coach, and he coaches with um, dating relationships, health, wellness, and what he calls social strategy. And the reason I've invited him onto the podcast today is because he's a fairly new trader. So while we've interviewed experienced traders, I thought it might be interesting to interview someone who's relatively new to the profession and talk to him about his progress and his process thus far. So David, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you, Barry. That was a great intro. You know, I will not disappoint, and I will always keep it raw and real, and share my my new, you know, my my newbies. See, I'm I'm changing a word too. I don't know, Angelinos or Angelino to newbiness. <laughs> We're going to make up our own words. We're allowed to. We have earned the right. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to share my journey. It's been a very um, it's been an emotional journey. It's been a powerful journey. It's uh, It's been a 17-hour-a-day journey. I mean, I dream of candlesticks when I go to bed. I wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm dreaming of patterns. So uh, um, I've definitely caught whatever bug and fever it is, and uh, I'm embracing this journey, and I know it's something that I needed to do. So that's how I kind of look at it. I know. You are one of the best students I've ever seen. You eat, sleep, drink. And, you know, some guys, when they make love to their girlfriend, they're thinking of some actress or movie star. I, I think you're thinking of candlesticks while you're making love to your girlfriend. I don't know. That's just my guess. But Heiken Aishis, if I have the Japanese, you know, uh, version, because right. it's more of like sex is more of a momentum thing. So I figure <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm all green, I don't need to get out until I see the first red candlestick show. So, uh, so you know, if it's, if it's a long trend, it's going to be a good session. Oh, my gosh. So many inappropriate comments are yes. coming to my mind right now. <laughs> of course, right? <laughs> so moving right along. <laughs> That's the other thing, David, and I always have fun. I, I appreciate a sense of humor. Okay, my friend. Well, let's start at the beginning. So how long have you been trading? When did you start this journey? I started the journey in December last year when a friend of mine uh, actually, it was it was actually last September. A friend of mine told me I needed to go buy something called Bitcoin, 
And I asked him where I can get Bitcoin from, and, and he told me other people. And I was like, okay, cool, I'm not buying it. Um, I just don't trust buying this thing that I don't know that doesn't really exist. Okay, people can argue all the time, but there's no such thing as a Bitcoin. Um, but I kind of got the bug around December, and then I kind of looked at like my business, and I thought to myself, I really truly need a new challenge. You know, I want. I want a challenge. I want to be able to grow, expand, and I allowed the universe to show me. And then all of a sudden, it's like, God, it's like the stock market was calling. And then I just kind of like started looking at uh, patterns. And then I started watching videos. And then I started opening up an account. And then I started paper trading. And then TD Ameritrade gave me 500 free trades. And I burned through those. And so I've been live trading for probably half of June and, and July and August, two and a half months right now, getting up every single morning at, at 5.30, which to me is horrific because I was somebody, Barry, that used to get up whenever he felt like it, and, you know, unless he had to take his daughter to school. And I've never woken up to an alarm clock. So, of course, I'm up half the night dreading the alarm. And I sit here and I write down my stocks and I put them into my system, and, and I am like a technical analysis geek. I mean, I will watch technical analysis videos when I'm driving in a, my car. I will listen to the videos when, I am wa when I'm sitting around. I'll watch courses. I'll watch videos because I believe in the law of six. If I watch the same inside bar you know, video over and over again, eventually I'm going to go look at them naturally. I've got my rules sitting here by my side, and... It's been a really interesting journey because it's putting this system in place for success. And, and I kind of like that idea. It's like I'm fine-tuning this system for success right now. And even though I'm not raking in money, I'm putting in the system. And once you have the system in place, the money follows. And I believe that in everything in life. The system always has to go first. Mm -hmm. Has that been challenging for you? Because knowing you a little bit, I know that you didn't grow up with a lot of structure. Oh, it's, I've, the funny thing, Barry, I've got a lot of structure in a lot of things. I'm a fitness nut. I'm a health nut. I take a lot of herbs. I go to the gym. I stretch every day. I, I don't drink, you know, I, I, it's funny. I have a lot of structure in a lot of things, but when it came down to business, one of the biggest things that I've been saying my entire adult life is I have been very successful and I've made a lot of money in spite of myself. You know, when it came down to marketing, I wasn't really good with systems. I get really bored really fast, you know, so I would just wing it and I wouldn't be good with search engine terms. I would hopefully the guy that works for me would do it. So the challenge has been to, especially in trading, to really, to get rid of the emotion. And there's something I do now. It's called look down to top, because if I do that, then I'm looking at an indicator, an indicator volume moving average lines, pivot points, and everything else. And if I look down to up, I'm getting the whole story. And that's still a big challenge for me because it's just, it's like, it's like counterintuitive because I am so much about in intuition and feeling things. So trading is taking me on a journey of no, 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 no. Forget about intuition. Forget about feeling. Look at the story that's being there. You see, I like to create the story based on my creativity so I can't create it based on my creativity. I have to create the story based on what I see. So that's been that structural challenge for me. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I find that's true of a lot of people. And I've had some of that experience in my past as well, where I wanted to be very creative. And in trading, it's really about following your rules. It's about have, well putting together a statistical probability mathematical model and then following that to a T. And I find a lot of people see that as very constricting and frustrating and robotic. Uh, how, how do you feel about that since you've been kind of a freewheeling businessman and now you're having to take this very step-by-step organized uh, approach? I like it because I see the freedom because I have an end goal and that end goal is the monetary freedom I can have in the morning, you know, because to me, the first two hours of the market, I see clearly, I don't see lunchtime. I don't see the afternoons that well because my brain still thinks, is this really going to continue? I do see it now that I draw a trend line across and, you know, and after it goes out of the, you know, what I call the midday channel, you know, and it gets above or below that, I do now see the afternoon breaks, you know, the breakouts in the afternoon. So I'm getting past that. It is, it's, it's interesting because I really, as a, as a person, I need this. You know, it's funny. It's like, you know, uh, the universe delivers exactly what you need, exactly in the time of life that you want. And to me, being able to learn so much and being able to explore my brain in ways I haven't explored my brain, it's really worth learning this structure. And the structure sometimes does get to me, you know, it's sometimes because, and I think I, I wrote this to you in an email, is... My biggest problem, you know, and this is probably new traders, I feel like I'm at the greatest singles bar that was ever, ever existed, ever. I mean, I can't believe the amount of hot green and angry red women that are out there in this single bar. I mean, it's like unreal. And my problem is, is that let me go to this list and 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 and that one. Let me talk to her. Let me look at her. Let me go jump in her. Let me go look at that. That one's moving up. That one's going down. That one's going sideways. And at the end of the day, I realized if I just concentrated on five, I would have made far more money than I would have made concentrating on 95, you know, because that's really what, that's the hardest thing because that's like, it's almost like I want to romance and I don't want to miss I don't want to miss the hot green, tall, skinny, green candle coming my direction because I was staring at Tesla all day long. And in reality, if I just stared at Tesla all day long, there's enough money in Tesla to feed a small nation if you trade a Tesla all day long. I mean, you know, and it's funny. It's like it's that that's my that's my big structural thing. That's like my counterintuitive structural thing that I have trouble with is that I want to go to every single dance, you know, and sometimes when you do that, you miss the simplest, easiest moves because you're trying to dance with, you know, I call it the devil, which is T-L-R-Y. That's the devil. I call, that stock's the devil. Um because you're dancing and it just, it does something to your brain. And that's where my structural problem is. And and once I get a grasp of that, I think I'll really appreciate the fact that this actually is kind of boring, but it really isn't. It's kind of exciting and I'm trying to make it exciting and it doesn't need to be exciting. The exciting thing is, is actually seeing the pattern unfold, not dancing with every single green and sexy red girl. Hmm. 
Wow, that's very interesting. Since you're a dating and relationship coach, let's talk a little bit more about that. You've really caught my interest on that. So when you coach, do you coach men and women both? I think you do, both. don't you? Yeah, yeah, both. So, but let's take the men example since um, we're both men here. Um, when you coach men who are single and they're, you know, out there looking to find a woman, uh, hopefully to date, fall in love, maybe get married, whatever their, their goals are, but they're single. And so right away, they've got, they've got no girlfriend. They're just out there looking. Uh, as I recall, you had your own particular strategy. You're the grocery store guy. You like to go to Whole Foods, right? That's yes. your specialty. Uh, that was, <laughs> that was, that was awesome. my nickname for a long time. Whole Foods Dave. Whole Foods Dave. Yep. yep. <laughs> and I'm going to come back to that in related to trading. But uh, so what would, what advice would you give guys who had that same kind of problem in the dating? Let's say they go to the bar, okay, and it's maybe a singles bar. There's a lot of uh, young single women there. What would be your advice to them? Wow, you just answered my trading problem um, without you even realizing it. <laughs> you I really – no, you really did because this is what I always tell people. I call it the power of Clinton. Give them the best minutes of you. Give them 100% of your energy. Give them 100% chance to show themselves. Play it out until it no longer plays out. And then if it doesn't play out anymore, walk away and tell them you had a great time meeting them. And if it plays out anymore, you can continue to go long or swing trade them and get their phone number and then take them out another time. And I think... It's funny because I just kind of related it to everything because I have seen when I when I would go and flirt with somebody, it didn't matter if there was a hundred women there. I knew that I could go and connect with a hundred different women. I gave each of them an opportunity to show me who they are. And if I felt like if my indicators inside my brain and inside my intuition was not clicking, I then would go to the next one and I would leave that person because I wouldn't try to force a connection with it. And it really is the same way with a trade. Why are you forcing something? So I, I always tell men, don't force a connection because there's such an abundance of people out there. You'll find somebody you connect with if you're present with every single person and you give them the best of you. You're 100% in when you're in. And then when you're not, you can go to the next person to be 100% in again. And I think I just kind of answered like my big dilemma here of searching the, of searching the whole stock market for my, for my sexy green candle. Right. Right. And when you scanned the, the room of 100 women, how would you decide which one you would approach first? You know, that's funny. I, it, it was an indicator. I mean, it was energy. Um, I have got this natural knack to, when I look at a room, I, I could tell you who I'm going to talk to, who I'm not going to talk to. I, I, I kind of feel it out. There's a feeling. And if you're really present in that moment, you can read people's energy. You can see the person that's looking at their phone that's all anxious and nervous. You could see the woman that is looking around playful. You could see the woman that's talking to a friend and she's got wide open energy. You could see the girl that's being hit on by a guy and she's actually giving him a chance because she's actually wants to meet somebody. You can see the woman that's angry with her arms folded. I look at the indicators, the human indicators, I call them, you know, and 
I would go and pick out people based on the energy that they project to the environment that they're in. And either you're wide open or you're shut down. So if someone was shut down, I might give it, you know, a sense, I might say something funny. I might say something, you know, interesting, whatever it is based on an observation, but I'm not going to force it. Either I'm either she's going to open up or she's not going to open up, but there's enough people that are open wide energy. So that's how I would pick and choose the people I would talk to at a party based on what energy they brought into the party. Mm -hmm. And that does relate to trading because as you know, they say there's always a reaching bull market somewhere. There's always a reaching bear market somewhere. And then there's a bunch of markets who are just consolidating. Those are the markets who are just crossing their arms and they're leaning back in their chair and have a scowl on their face bad day, right? Or maybe they just yep. had a bad day, whatever, but they're not approachable. So it's like, okay, not going to go over there today. Let's see. Let's look around the room. Uh, who has the open body language? Who has that come hither look? And certain stocks will have that on certain days. So, right, pick and choose. Now, second question, follow-up. Let's say that you decided to approach a woman and there's some other women there at the table with her. Would you flirt with all of them or would you only flirt with one? How would you approach the group? Oh, it's the whole basket. You know, you got to you got to approach all of them. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that you smile at the one you like. So mm -hmm. she knows she's the chosen one. And that's part of what I consider the power of being a man. A man goes and chooses who he wants. So he walks over, looks directly at her and goes, hey, and then scans the rest and go, Hey, how's everybody doing? And then I'll make a comment based on what's going on. Maybe I eavesdrop the conversation. Maybe they're taking a long time eating their appetizers. You know, maybe they're all drinking the same coffee or they're wearing the same Lululemon pants, you know, and I think they're part of a Lululemon, you know, gang, I don't, whatever it is. I'll, I'll make an observation. And what I'll do is I'll carry the conversation with whoever speaks first but I'll make sure that my chosen one knows that I've chosen her just by the subtle looks I will give her as I go and I talk to somebody else. And I will give her friend 100% of my attention as well because here's what happens. Eventually, I can work my way to the person I've chosen because we've had this energetic connection between the two of us because we had some eye contact beforehand. And when I walked over there, I walked over with my eyes directly looking at her, right? Because I'm claiming her because that's what a man does is he claims the woman that he has. And then her friends will be included in there because so many guys will walk over, ignore the friends. And in a group of five friends, you've got the angry chubby girl who's pissed off. Okay. You got the angry girl that's having a bad relationship. You got the girl who had a bad bumble or Tinder date the night before, right? You've got all these different energies. And if you show up and you only pay attention to the one girl, well, you're that other idiot. You're going to be crucified. So then when you ask the girl out, her friends will then go, Ugh, you're going to go out with that guy. He didn't even talk to us. So when I ask her out, I've already spoken, bonded with everybody, and the women are raving about me. They're basically, they're basically giving me the best movie review in the world. Oh, my God, he's so nice. What a great guy. He talked to all of us. Oh, he's so cool. He was really nice. God, he even listened to me about my bad date and gave me advice. So all of them. I will talk to all of them because I know deep down what I want I will get. Mm -hmm. Now, let's say that you approach that table and the one that, as you say, you claimed with your eyes, turns out the chemistry isn't really there. She's not reciprocating. But one of the other women there, all of a sudden you start connecting with, as you talk with the five of them, all of a sudden you start feeling a chemistry with, with a different woman at the table. Then would you shift your focus to her? 
Oh, yeah, I'm going to shift my focus to her probably very quickly. It all happens under a minute, you -hmm. know, because what happens is, is that attraction is not a choice for women, right? So just because this woman and I had some type of little vibe from a distance, when I walked over there, our personalities or our energy of our personalities may not mesh. And what happens is women are very competitive. And that's what a lot of guys don't understand. A lot of guys won't approach a group of five women. To me, approaching a group of five women means five women are competing for you. A lot of guys look at it and go, well, there's only one of me and five of them, right? And I'm thinking like, no, these five women are competing for you. So the one that you're meant to be with will show herself. She really will. And I'll shift. I've done that. I've done the complete shift where there was another one. I was like, whoa, wait a second. That cute one over there, man, she's a sleeper, you know. She's great. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to talk to her more. Yeah, I will shift my focus right away. Now, the million-dollar question. How do you apply that to trading? It's interesting, you know, and it, that is a great question, and I think I'm going to give it the, the best answer I can. Um, don't create any story. Like, I created a story this morning. You know, T L R Y is is like my is like my ice. It's it's like it's like a pin in my heart. You know, it just this thing runs like crazy, and I miss it because I just have stories about it. I don't know what it is, and when I go in, I don't do well. You know, even though the stock goes up seventeen dollars, I'll be the only one that lost a hundred bucks on it that day. You know. Um, so I think it's because I create a story about it instead of looking at maybe the basket or maybe looking at it individually and having no story ahead of time. Maybe looking more at, wow, you know, it's like I almost I get afraid of its mood swings because you can get in and all of a sudden you get a mediocre fill and you're 15, 20 cents down and then you're 30 cents down, but then you're 90 cents up and then you're 30 cents down. I mean, it goes all over the place before it finally settles in and I can see it wasn't my entry I allowed the emotion the wild ride of it because I think stocks have a personality you know like AMD to me is a really easy stock to play you know you could put a lot of shares on that because it just if it's moving it's moving if it's not it's not and if it turns around it's not going to turn around like 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 an accident on the 405, you know, it's going to turn around slowly and, you know, you may, you may have taken it a little too far and you can still get out with a nice profit. So I think I, it's, I think it's a personality. I think it's maybe to me, and I think I answered this, I think the best way to answer this question is every stock has a personality. Do I like the personality of the stock? Does it suit me? And if it does, then let me trade it. Otherwise, it's going to make me have an anxious relationship with it and I'm not going to be successful trading it because I'm going to be on the edge of my seat the entire time. So it's going to, it's, it's going to be like almost like a conquest of somebody that I shouldn't be conquesting instead of realizing that stock has a personality that fits my personality. So maybe I should find stocks that fit my personality and not ones that don't. I think that was a long-winded answer, but I think that was the best I can do on that. And what was the stock that you said you were having trouble with that would move up and down and everybody else would make money and you wouldn't? It's those marijuana stocks. You know, uh, for, for stone stocks, they move faster than any stone person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, I, I, I have stories about it. I will create a story about it. I'm like a guy creating a story about a girl before he goes and meets. I go, this stock can't go any higher. The rest of the market's red. Why is this stock up $12? It's not going to go any higher, but it always does. It defies mm-hmm. logic, but there is no logic behind it sometimes. And, and I have to not give logic to it and I have to see its mood swings, you know, like I say Tesla's got mood swings, you know, but while Tesla's making a, a, uh, a change, you know, in momentum, you know, and it's heading towards the moving average, it's a moody little thing. And even though you picked it right, it's still going to go and swing up and swing down before it stabilizes and it's kind of moody. So, um, Maybe I should just allow myself only one moody PMS stock and the other one <laughs> should be, <laughs> you know, like I, I'm like, I'm learning Netflix and Netflix isn't as moody to me. You know, it's like, it doesn't, Netflix doesn't scare me as much. Um, but some of them are very moody and maybe I should give them little personalities and maybe look at it as it doesn't match who I am. I like the fast runner, but I, I like the one that makes a determination where they're going you know, not teasing me, even though I have all the support underneath me. Why does it need to dip down below, you know, for a minute, a minute and a half? Why does it need to just keep teasing me, you know, while it's making its way up? Why can't it just do the right thing? And uh, I, I think that's another thing, too. I think that's another thing that a lot of people, I think probably beginner traders have problems with, is pick the per- stocks that fit your personality, you know, and... Some of them are slow as molasses, but they'll give you the, they'll give you 30, 40 cents, but you can fall asleep watching it, you mm-hmm. know, but it's actually very relaxing too. It's almost soothing as those candles print, you know, on mm-hmm. the two minute chart. So I think that's it. I think that's the same way. It's like, it's like finding things that fit my personality. And I think that's the, one of my challenges now is finding Barry that, that finding those five stocks that fit my personality that. I'm good with, you know, it's like, we're good. We're good hanging out for six and a half hours today. Well, on these podcasts, I get a little more raw than I do on my videos and on my blog and so forth. So I'm just going to let it fly. But, you know, I thought your PMS uh, comment was pretty funny. So maybe you could take a uh, box of Kotex tampons and just put it on your desk where you're trading to remind you, stay away from the PMS stocks. Um yeah, <laughs> Stay with I could, or or I or I can or I can trade Johnson and Johnson, you know, you, I mean, you know, yeah. and just and just have you know, and just have that. But yeah, I think you need, I think everybody needs one PMS stock in your basket to watch because the moves are astronomical. You know, they're big. I mean, Netflix makes big moves. You know, big moves up and down. I, I mean, I'll never trade Amazon. Because that to me is is just insanity. How it could all of a sudden go down a dollar and up two dollars in the span of like thirty five seconds. It's like, how did that happen? You know, it's like, whew. so yeah. I think everybody needs to learn how to deal with that because that is, isn't that you know the market is just different people and different you know crazy traders and emotions. So I think everybody needs that PMS stock in there, you know, because there's good money in there. And I think it's a good lesson in dealing with that. It's a, it's a good way to deal with, you know, relaxing in that because not everything can just be block by block, second by second. You know, you have to learn life takes, you know, life is PMS. Sometimes you got to learn how to deal with that. Well, it, it certainly is. Uh, yeah. There's no constant in life except for change, but uh, you know, it's kind of funny too. It's like, 
some of the craziest women that I've met have been the most exciting ones in bed. Um, oh God, yeah, right. <laughs> the best. The best. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but I mean, before before and after, it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is challenging. Okay. <laughs> I know that's why that's why they legalized marijuana in California was to you know was to give it to those crazy women to calm their asses down before and after. So uh, you know it, you're right, but there, it doesn't mean that they're good for you, but right. they still are an experience that you need to have because isn't life a series of experiences? and learning how to deal with each and every experience. And I think it doesn't matter if you're going to pick up women or if you're going to work out, you know, you have to test your boundaries in order to become really good. Like when I go to the gym, I'm always testing my boundaries, you know, doing something that tests my boundaries, right? So if I just, you know, hung out with, you know, Twitter and, you know, and, and, you know, and, and AMD and, and some of the mellower ones that move, I'm not really testing my boundaries and I'm not really challenging myself and I still have a fear and I don't want to have a fear. And I think that no matter what you're trying to do in life, you have to overcome your fears to be successful. You shouldn't fear any situation. You should be ready for any situation that comes and presents itself because that's what a true professional does. And that's what a true athlete does. And that's how I kind of look at training in life is like, if you're an athlete, you have to push your boundaries. You got to get past your fears. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. There's, you know, it's interesting in you trade stocks and you day trade stocks. And so there's some markets that are really crazy like that. And they're not very consistent, not very predictable. And so, you know, the challenge then is since the reason we're doing this, well, you know, you're doing it for personal growth and that's fantastic. But if you're going to do it purely for money, then we want a market that moves consistently and somewhat predictably so that we can make a consistent and predictable income. So if we go with the, the crazy woman, well, we'll get some life experiences all right, but... <laughs> <laughs> it may not provide a steady uh, income, but hey, I do know people who trade some pretty crazy penny stocks and they do make some good money with them. They'll make some real fast moves, you know, explode out of a channel or something and they become very disciplined on how to trade that style. So it can definitely be done. It can definitely be done. Well, that's why I'm only allowing myself one or yeah. two and the other four, because now I'm realizing I got to get down to six because, you know, Six I can handle. I thought I can handle 10. I thought I can handle 12. No, six I can handle. So I went, you know, I said, you know, what was dollar something? One of those gap way down last week, and I knew it would bounce back today. It was some dollar store stock. You know, it was like 80, 80 81 or $82. That moved nice and slow. Exxon Mobil moves nice and slow. Disney. I like, you know, you have those, and then you have your one crazy one because it gives you the opportunity to grow and to make the crazy moves because it is look it's personal growth but i'm in it to make i'm in it to make money and freedom as well too but i don't want to be afraid you know i don't want to say you know all of a sudden let's say you know elon musk says something stupid and crazy oops he does that every day um <laughs> you know and tesla's going on a run i don't want to be afraid of it mm -hmm. you know i don't want to be afraid of the pullbacks i don't want to be afraid of 
you know, I want to be able to jump in at a pullback. I want to be able to catch those waves. You know, I want to be able to do that. So I want to, I don't want to be a, um, and I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be the guy that's, you know, chasing the crazy stock, but I want to be a well-rounded person, you know, cause that's what I try to be in all aspects of my life. And I want to be a well-rounded trader cause it is just patterns to begin with. Anyway, it's the same human emotions and human patterns that I teach, you know, people on how to interact with each other. So, um, I don't want to be, I don't, I desire no intimidation from it. Right. Right. Well, I know you're huge into personal growth and of course you help other people with their personal growth as well. And I am a big believer in, the mastery of trading is ultimately self-mastery, probably the mastery in any profession or discipline or athletics or whatever always ultimately comes down to self-mastery. So there's tremendous satisfaction and benefits in that. I guess somebody say about self-mastery, which is interesting. Today I tried a different approach. Mm-hmm. I did a virtual spanking. You know, when I made a mistake, Barry, yeah. A mistake that I've made before, right? And it's something that it was actually would have been a really good day, except for the dumb mistake, right? And I realized I got I got on myself. You know, I didn't say, well, tomorrow's gonna be a better day. You know, no, 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 no. I got on myself. I I yelled at myself, I reprimanded myself, I Bill Belichick myself, right? You know, <laughs> I mean I, I had the hoodie sweatshirt on, I had the scowl and <laughs> I wrote it down in my journal. I I sat there, Barry, and I wrote it down. I took this trade, and I had no right to take the trade. Yeah, maybe my green arrow indicator went up, right, because I thought I was catching catching the next wave. But in reality, once I went back and looked, every moving average looked like it was strangled together like a boa constrictor. I mean, there was no reason to take it. I mean, none. I could have let it play out because if it was going to move, it was going to move. And I could have let the next candle present itself, and I did not. And I lost. You know, it went up 10, 15 cents, and then it went down, and I took a loss. And I let reprimanded myself, and I said to myself, you did not follow. So go back and take a look at, you know, and I wrote this down in my journal. Take a look at every single move that it's made before. Was this move did this move look like the moves it made previously? And the answer was no, you know? And I like yelled at myself and I said, that was stupid. That was dumb. You're not going to start on Sunday. You've just threw an interception. And I find that people are afraid. They like to self, they like to self help themselves out of it. They like to go, it'll be better tomorrow. This will never happen again. Syndrome, right? Which is BS. Cause it's going to happen again unless you punish yourself. So I punished myself. I I didn't allow myself to take another trade for two hours. And I went down, I wrote down my entries and I watched, (laughs) I watched some really good moves from what I wrote down. And that was punishment. That was torture. And then finally around, you know, 12 o'clock, I took a short because I gave myself a two hour punish myself. And finally I came back, I took a short and it was a beautiful short and, and I, I did it twice and made money twice. And I was like, and that worked, that, that writing that down worked and writing down paper trading, which is like, ugh, you know, God, I've, I've mastered paper trading and writing it down and watching a move. And I'm like, oh God, this is so painful. And I would not allow myself to click on the button and I allowed myself to be punished and it really worked. It, it was not good. I didn't feel good for those two hours. 
but I had to do that to take a step back and I had to hold myself accountable. Wow. Good for you. You're very disciplined. You have more discipline than most people do uh, to be self-disciplined like that. So congratulations. Now, I mentioned Bill Belichick there, so I'm a huge football fan as well. Um, unfortunately, I'm from Detroit originally, so I'm a Lions fan. And um, yeah, can bring out all the tissues now. And uh, it's not easy being a Lions fan, but at least I'm not a fair weather friend, right? I'm a I'm a Jet fan. Okay, so oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. I can look. I can one up you on that. At least you got a decent. At least you got a Bill Belichick, Matt Patricia coach, and you got a you got a we great you got a great quarterback, and you yes. know you got some decent wide receivers. You have a horrific running game. Yep. Uh, you know, I don't think Legarrette Blunt's going to do anything, but um, you got a good yeah. team. You got a decent team. You got a tough division. So, uh, well, we had the worst running game in the entire NFL last year, dead last. But yeah, great quarterback and great coach now from the Patriots. But uh, yeah, it's funny. But we still, I think we still hold the record for being the only team to ever have a zero in sixteen season. Right? No, there was the the uh, Browns did it last year. Oh, the Browns did it last year. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The Browns so did they, the futility. So they, uh, they tied our record. They yeah, uh, yeah, they yeah. tied your record. But the thing is, you know, with the, the problem with the Lions is is that they've had uh, God, they got a good offensive coordinator too. I, I don't know what the Lions' problem is. You know, I don't understand. I think I think there are just franchises that have, and this is you know getting into the mindset we were talking about. I think when you get drafted by a franchise that's never been to a Super Bowl or you have a franchise that went to one Super Bowl, you get drafted by them, there's a loser cloud that goes around these franchises. You know, there's, especially in the NFL, and you can compare it to trading, you know, there really is not much, I mean, and I always make a joke that if someone, you know, if, if I was sitting around, this was someone else's portfolio, I'd have no problem trading it, you know, because it's like, please, it would be a piece of cake. There'd be no emotions. So I really believe that there is just this, this, feeling that people have when they get drafted by it there's just a general overall mindset you know you become a lion i mean think about it you know you, you came out of college you're a good ball player and you get drafted by the jets you know and you're like wow okay and you know when you're a jet you're a jet all the way to your first five and eleven season to your last three and 13 one i mean you know you just you don't you have this mindset and i think it just shows that the talent levels that's just about virtually the same on every team it's the coach that's coaching them, and it's the mindset and attitude of the organization that makes it successful. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. It's interesting. I heard a uh, Navy SEAL talk about something similar once where they have their, um, well, what they call their boot camp, which is, you know, way worse than like in the Army, right? So these guys have to stay up 24 hours a day for a whole week and make them do all this grueling stuff. And they have all these little teams and they have a, a leader and then they have the group. And um, so they actually did an experiment one time where the leader was complaining, oh, you know, he came in last place because they had the groups compete against each other. And so his team was coming in last place over and over and over and over. And of course, then they give them punishments, just like you give yourself, but they would give them punishments if you came in last place, which meant even more grueling physical activity. And so then they switched out the leaders and they said, oh, okay, let's take the worst leader, put him with the best group and the, what was considered the best leader and put him with the worst group. And guess what happened? It all turned around with the leader. So Interesting. 
It was always the leader because the, the guy who had the worst team, he complained about his team. It was always their fault. You know, yeah, he, he was a victim. I'm the victim. I yeah. you guys beat me all the worst guys. There's no way nobody can lead these people. These guys are weak. They're lazy. You know, blah, 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 blah. And so, yeah, the higher-ups, they said, let's do an experiment here. Let's just change the leader. Let's take the guy who has won at, like, almost every event and just put him in charge of the team that lost almost every event. All of a sudden, the team that lost almost every event started winning almost every event. And uh, amazing. Yeah. Well, if you, if you took Bill Belichick and you put him on any team in football, he's going to win. You take yeah. Todd Bowles and stick him with the New England Patriots and Tom Brady becomes an average quarterback. You know, it, it's all about that. Have you watched on Facebook um, the Tom Brady thing that Tom and me? Um, it was like a six part series last year after the Super Bowl. It was so brilliant because oh. Tom Brady is also really dedicated and regimented to everything he does, to the food that he puts in, to the stretching that he does, to the workouts that he does, to the, you know, repetitive patterns. I mean, if you think about, you know, some of the best wide receivers in the history of football, you know, they all did repetitive patterns every single time. I mean, you looked at Reggie Wayne and you looked at, you know, Terrell Owens and, you know, Randy Moss, Randy Moss had patented sideline patterns that you just couldn't believe he did it, but he did it every single time. Aaron Rodgers knows exactly how to throw a Hail Mary. It's a pattern that he does, you know, and they all go down there. And and that's what's to me is really interesting because, and it's something that I learned a lot from your videos as well, too, is that you just have to be good at some patterns, you know, find the patterns that work because they reoccur every single day. And like you just said it earlier, there's always a bull market. There's always a bear market. It's in front of you every single day. It doesn't matter if the Dow goes down $900. There's always a bull and bear market sitting in front of you. There's always something happening and there's always a pattern. And I think that pattern recognition in life, I think pattern recognition is the key to life. If you can recognize your own patterns that hold you back, then you're going to succeed in life more than you've ever succeeded before. And if you recognize the patterns in stocks, you're going to succeed. If you recognize the patterns in your workouts, you're going to succeed. If you recognize the patterns in your relationships, you're going to succeed. Life is just pattern recognition over and over and over again. And football players are masters at it. I mean, masters. But you take them out of their pattern, and wow, they're awful like you take some of these quarterbacks and you get them on the run they throw like a girl because you know? <laughs> that's not their pattern that's not their strength you know that's their weakness so i think that's part of like human nature and really work on those patterns and recognize where you're really strong and then really work on your weakness so you can cover it up Real quick, my friend, as a special offer to my podcast listeners, I'm giving you one of my favorite trade strategies called the rubber band trade. It has an extremely high win-loss ratio, and it's a very simple trade that you can learn in about 26 short minutes. So go ahead and grab my rubber band trade strategy absolutely free by simply going to topdogtrading.com forward slash rubber band. Again, that's topdogtrading.com forward slash rubber band. One word, R-U-B-B-E-R-B-A-N-D. By the way, this trade strategy is so good, I still personally use it every single day it sets up, and you can try it with no obligation and prove to yourself that it works for you as well. 
This is a try-before-you-buy offer, or actually, it's a try-and-never-buy offer because it's my gift to you as a podcast listener. You've been listening to the Online Trading to Win podcast with Barry Burns. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher and leave a great review. For more information about our free indicators and courses, visit OnlineTradingToWin.com. Neither Online Trading to Win, Top Dog Trading, nor Barry Burns are registered as securities broker-dealers or investment advisors, either with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission or with any state securities regulatory authority, and are not licensed to provide investment advice. Trading and investing involves substantial risk. Financial loss, even above the amount invested, is possible and common. We do not imply, predict, or guarantee that you will be successful in earning any money whatsoever. Past results of any individual trader are not indicative of future returns by that trader and are not indicative of future returns which may be realized by you. We do not assume responsibility or liability for your trading and investment results. This is provided for informational and educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice.